Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Lucas. And we are two aspiring filmmakers making unnecessary commentary on famous movies. Each week, we will randomly select a film to analyze, discuss, and review. We will select the film at the end of each podcast, so you will have ample time to watch the movie before the next episode. We are slightly qualified film students. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Slightly Qualified Film Students. Yeah. Uh, um... Today, we are going to be reviewing the 2019 film Parasite, directed by Bong Joon-ho. Yes. Uh, Best Picture winner. Yeah. Very well-known film. I thought it was uh, pretty fitting because we randomly selected this film, but for our first episode to do this because it was um, the Best Picture winner at the Oscars last year, so kind of fitting. And also one of my favorite movies from last year. Yes, I agree. What do you think um, Best Picture last year? Do you think, do you agree with it winning? Oh, of course. I think it's deserving. Yeah. I mean, I could see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood winning it. I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. But honestly, I kind of thought last year was pretty weak. Like, what do you have? Like, Ford versus Ferrari? I thought last year... Parasite was just... 2019 was a great year uh, for film, especially coming out of 2018, which was just the worst year ever for film. That's true. Um, But a lot of, like, the really good movies didn't get Best Picture noms. Because, like, you know, we had things like Ford versus Ferrari, Little Woman... Which were good movies, they but... They just had big budgets. Yeah. They weren't, like... Like... There were so many other films that should have been in Best Picture category. There were some, like, really great indie films last year. Yeah, yeah. Some low-budget films, and they did not get nominated. Yep. Uncut Gems, that's last yeah, year. Yeah, Uncut Gems is probably my favorite film from last year, not gonna lie. Um, Uncut Gems is really good. Yeah, I was surprised that... Yeah. Well, like, not really surprised... Oscars don't usually they don't usually like thrillers, suspense movies, so but that's true. I mean or Adam Sandler. I, it deserved yeah, it deserved something. But yeah, I was happy. Right. I thought of all the movies that were up there, Parasite definitely deserved a win. So that was yes. pretty cool. And it was like the first um foreign film to ever win Best Picture. So that was cool. Yeah. Congrats. It yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally deserving. Do you wanna give a quick summary? Yes, I will get the summary. Um, Okay, plot summary. This is from Google. Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. Whoa. Mm. Sounds... sounds Well said. Yeah. Well said. I mean, it kind of makes it sound a bit more dramatic than it is. It does. Because... They're not actually really at war with each other. Also, they call them a clan. It's like very... Yeah, it's like four people. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting terminology from Google. I wonder if that's just off Wikipedia or IMDb. Whatever. Yeah, I I think that it's a great film, really. And it really does show the structure of class and that whole idea kind of rich versus poor mm-hmm. that very well but yeah. also kind of like what people will do when they're in need and i think that it's extremely well done yeah the thing i like about the movie is that it finds that like nice balance between being a dark comedy and also like kind of satirical while also making like very like yeah 
um, direct points about society and, like, oh, the yeah. class system. It is pretty funny. I think that, honestly, maybe the language barrier, people don't quite find it as... Dude, I think it's hilarious, like... Yeah. There are many moments where I laugh out loud during this film. Especially, like, like the first half is super funny. Oh, yeah. Like, the thing that's cool about this film is it's kind of, like, separated into three different, like, mini-movies, you know? Like, the first third is, like... Yeah, It's, like, this... And you you feel the shift, for sure. It's kind of expertly done. Like, the first third is, like, uh, it's comedy heist kind of movie. The second Mm. bit is, like, it's more of a psychological thriller kind of suspenseful and then the last part almost gets into like horror territory with like action and stuff so it's pretty cool yeah the last part is it's definitely a movie that i don't want to say that you have to watch twice but i would say it's a pretty good idea because the first time you watch it the kind of twists and turns are quite shocking Mm -hmm. and to really like fully experience it i feel like you kind of need to watch it twice i don't know when i watched it the first time like spoiler alert there are like some serious twists in this movie and they hit me hard like yeah you do not see them coming really i think that what's interesting about this movie is so i just looked it up it had a budget of 11.5 million which very low actually yeah it's not a huge budget but even though 11.5 million it's not a huge budget but they did um use their money wisely and they had to like create such ginormous sets for this film like not only the house um the house was all made for the film so they actually built that house yeah so that's that's, incredible i thought they just found wow no, That's they amazing. actually built and the that house, house. Really, is like a character. Yeah, it is. And then the the other part yeah. that they actually built and was in a set was the actual like street where they live, where the oh, family really? lives. So mm-hmm. where like when it because they had to create it in a set because of the flood scene. Right. Because they oh, they had to flood the true. set. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. The production design and set design for this film is actually really incredible. But we'll yeah, get that more honestly, later. I feel like so much of this film, it's so well done, but it's not really in your face. So things like the score, things like the cinematography, like it's so well done, yet it's not like flashy, like, I don't know, Blade Runner 2049, you know, that has like super in your face color choices and shots like this film you can't really like unless you really are watching it with kind of that artsy eye you might not even really consider how beautiful it is but it truly yeah, is it's like, very subtle yeah it's really subtle but it's kind of rewarding in a way because w- when you look at it from that perspective you kind of start noticing all these little details that are like subtly thrown in that, to all the sets and just the shots it's 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 really well done um yeah so uh yeah. what were your uh standout scenes my standout scenes all right first i guess we can kind of do this one by one obviously yeah. like i think it's really the standout scene of the whole film for anyone watching it is the birthday party pretty much the climax of the film is at this birthday party and 
it's it's just a really shocking scene honestly because throughout the whole film you know you don't really have much violence like there's a little bit but you're you, it's more like a comedy dark comedy kind of thing so to see like these people get their skulls bashed in with rocks and like stabbed in the chest it's like a wake-up call like it, it like all of a sudden shocking. becomes a tarantino film yeah literally i love the best part of that scene for me is the turn of like the father mm-hmm. killing the park uh father because yeah. there's that instance where you know because the entire film is kind of set that up because even from the there's start this, yeah the, the we're setting up the fact that of the park father yeah, the can't rich stand the father. smell of the poor people even says like yeah there's a so smell there's of that, people on the subway there, like it's yeah yeah it's set up from the beginning so when the kim father sees him like repulsed by the smell of the he like pinches his yeah. nose yeah and then it triggers something and he and just he goes just, crazy like, and kills him head. too yeah when i was prepping for watching this was my third time watching mm-hmm. it because i saw it when it first came out in theaters which was really nice. cool. I didn't see it. In and then I watched it again. Yeah, watching it in theaters was great because, like, there was just something that, like, even though most of the film is pretty funny and, like, tame, there's just this underlying unsettling tone that just, like, takes over you the entire time mm-hmm. where you just know something's going to happen. Yeah. But you just don't know when and what's going to happen. Right. And it's kind of... I think the main point of that is, like, through the score... Because the score is nice, but it just has that, like, there's something wrong with what's yeah. happening. It, but you, you don't agree. know what. Um, yeah. What was your So my standout scene, scenes... Yeah, yeah I, got, I got three uh, for me. The best scene, in my opinion, is when they first find the basement. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's my, my, that's my second. That's I, a great scene. Yeah, entering the basement. So when... Um, it's such a tonal shift because the first the start of that scene they're just chilling on the couch they're enjoying um getting a little chilling in this rich giant house whiskey yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then the the old maid shows up and it all of a sudden everything gets tense it's super creepy super creepy uh she goes downstairs and she sees her she sees her like trying to push that cabinet out of the way and like screaming and it's so like freaky and you have no clue what's going to happen and then you have that beautiful tracking shot of oh, the yeah. mother it's running all silhouetted down that, and completely that backlit uh, to be honest i just love the way any shot in that hallway looks it's it's all backlit with this mm-hmm. really green dingy light and it just it, it's so beautiful like it's all silhouette it's all tracking and it's it, it just builds up like it's it's a great shot. I agree. And then the last one was the flood scene. Yeah, I, had I that absolutely too. love that. That scene, scene is that really sequence of It's sad, dude. It's like it's beautiful. It's really sad. Um just watching this family yeah. even though they kind of have a better life now and they're making a, a decent amount of money from working as all these positions for the the Park family, just watching them have their home destroyed and you know, taking whatever valuable possessions they have and kind of leaving it and then going to sleep in the gym like it's powerful it 
There's just, and there's just something that was just so brilliant about how that scene was executed and how it shows them running from the Parks house all the way back down. And as they get further and closer and closer to their house, the flooding gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And it's like a literal, a literal like showing of the class, mm-hmm. you know, they are higher up. Yeah, that and, is one thing that and, I think stands out the whole time is literally the metaphorical use of stairs in this film i'm not even kidding yeah every time characters go upstairs or downstairs you can feel the shift of the class literally even within the house you have to walk upstairs to get to that beautiful mansion and when you walk down the stairs in there you get to this old bunker thing and these people who have been living like this man who's been living there for like 15 years living off of like whatever yeah. fruit is, or whatever food is in the fridge at night like just the use of stairs even when they're running back like you said with the flood they they run down this massive set of stairs it's it's just yeah. using that literally and metaphorically that they're going down again yeah, want to take a quick break before we get into the actual review? Yeah, for sure. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are back, we are back. Yes, it is time to get into the actual review of the film. We've separated 11 different categories. Actually, no, 12 different categories. Um, each hat which each have a specific percentage that it can be out of. And then at the end, we will tally up the entire percentage and give you a total percentage for the film. Um, And we have each done one separately, so we'll compare and contrast. But these are our um, categories that we are are talking about. So we have story slash originality, which will be out of 10%. Uh, the beginning of the film, which is out of 5%, the ending of the film, which is out of 5%, screenplay slash dialogue, out of 8%, the soundtrack, Mm. or score, which is out of 7%, production design, but that also includes costumes and set, which is 6%, location selection, 6%, cinematography is out of 10%, editing is out of 8%, Acting is out of 10%, and then we have overall entertainment value, which is out of 10%. And then Mm -hmm. finally, overall technical achievement, which is out of 15%. All of that added up is 100%, and that is the highest score a movie can get. And spoiler alert, it will probably never happen. But if it does, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe one day. That'd be, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe Parasite, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? Yeah, so our first category is story slash originality. That's not the same thing as screenplay. This is not how well written it is. This is more how unique it is. It Does it tell, like, the theme of it, that kind of thing. This is more the overall plot points and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. personally, I feel like it is an extremely unique film with great story and a great theme and great plot points um i've really never truly seen anything like it and that sounds like kind of cliche but it's true i mean this 
film, while it does speak on an issue that many other films have spoken on, it does it in such a creative and unique way, like dissecting class structure and the issues we have as a society, kind of rich versus poor. My overall percentage for story and originality is 9% out of 10. Um, The reason it's not a 10 out of 10, uh, I mean, I said it was like super unique, but at the end of the day, the overall theme of kind of the class struggle, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that it's been done a a lot of times, but kind of that overall theme of, oh, wow, the rich people don't understand the poor people like that's been done probably a million times. And this is a really unique way of doing it, but at the end of the day, it's not something totally new that I've literally never seen before. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that this was easily the most original film I saw all of last year. Um, yes. It was... Even though, yes, I do agree that there are a lot of other films out of out in the world all through time that have dealt with class uh, struggles... This is a totally new way of approaching it. And they actually kind of approached it in a way that was satirical and kind of making fun of the actual uh, cliche plot points that we have seen throughout film history. Um, Also, the arc is something that I really want to focus on is that each character in this film uh, has a really defined arc. And that's something that is super important to the story. And that's something that I think is phenomenal because a lot of films, they give a great arc to their main character, but all the other supporting characters are literally just there to support that main character. Mm -hmm. Where this is is more of an ensemble film. Everyone has a moment and every, the development of each character is heightened in this film. So uh, yeah, I gave this a 10 out of 10, 10%. Um, for story hey, and I agree with that. So yeah, I totally okay, agree. Nine percent for you. Nine out of ten. Nine percent for you. Ten percent for me. So that's yeah. pretty close. Uh, let's move on to the beginning of the film, which is worth five percent. What do All you think? Right, you can take beginning? a stab at. Okay, okay, I'll go. Uh, uh, yeah, I really like the beginning of this film. The beginning of this film is really, really, really well done. It is like it's really funny even the opening scene of them sitting in their house getting like the the fumigation or whatever to clean the street or something to be honest i don't really know why that's done but they like leave their windows open to kill the cockroaches like this whole they're like struggling to find wi-fi even that opening scene is so funny and it's so casual displaying their struggles but like they're not really really upset about it you know like this is just kind of their normal way of life like it's such a funny and casual way of portraying like how down bad they are honestly like they have it tough but they're you know trying to find which corner of the house has wi-fi um all the way, I really consider the beginning of this film to be around 50 minutes, kind of up until that twist where we get the basement. And the whole beginning kind of plays out like its own mini 
movie kind of like you said like each act is its own film like honestly if you cut the whole film off at 50 minutes and just had them succeed in totally breaking into this family and having a nice dinner together kind of as a celebration it wraps up so nicely uh the whole beginning them infiltrating it it's funny it's really light um i laughed definitely the most during the beginning this is a really entertaining part of the film even though it's so long it's longer than the other two acts um individually but it's probably the most entertaining part of the film for me i'm giving it a five percent out of five like amazing to me it's kind of the perfect beginning it's it's like a three-act structure in and of itself Mm mm-hmm yeah, I agree. It's like a standalone little short, the beginning, and I love that. I think that what I really like about it is that we get such a, um, we get this really interesting glimpse at who our characters are right off the bat, and we know the relationship that everyone has with each other in this family, and that's mm-hmm. super cool. Also, the fact that Within the first, you know, two or three minutes of this film, we know what who each character is, where they are in life, uh, like where where they are, the setting. We know basically everything there is to know about these characters right off the bat, and then of course we grow to learn more of their secrets and stuff. But we just we know their overall characters right off the bat, and yeah, I agree with you. I love the fact that. It's it's super funny. We have them, but it's it's funny, but also kind of sad. You know, we have them sitting there trying to figure out where the Wi-Fi signal is. Uh, they open their windows so they can get free fumigation, um, and then also like people in the alleyway uh, peeing and stuff. I mean, all <laughs> yeah. right off the bat, we know exactly where they are in life, and I think it's a really solid scene. Um, the only part for me that's missing in this scene is that. Um, it was focused more on story and dialogue and not as focused on like technical aspects like cinematography like Mm. whenever a movie starts I always want a movie to start with like a really nice shot like that's how I like a movie to start so uh, that's the only thing I I kind of disagree with you like like honestly the opening shot it's like a really long shot kind of of those shades and like stuff happening outside and then it like yeah the camera lowers to reveal that he's been sitting there the whole time, like fig- finding out the Wi-Fi ch- password has been changed. I really like that opening shot, uh, yep. but I guess I kind of see where you're coming from. Like it's shot very basically, the first mm-hmm. scene. It's just kind of yeah. MCU to MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I I'm giving the beginning a four percent out of five percent. So. Solid. If you've been keeping track, that means we're equal right now. You know, we're you gave story right a now. 10, I gave it a 9. Beginning a 5. Okay, so let's move on ending. to the ending. The ending. I have a lot to say about right. the ending. Yeah, I'll me start. too. Okay. Let, me, let me start this off. Because <laughs> I got and, a little uh, rant. Big spoiler alert. This ending is a fat twist. I know we already kind of talked about the birthday scene, but... You know, if you haven't watched this film now, you should really go watch it so we don't spoil everything for you. Yeah. All right. And the thing about the ending of this film is when I'm talking about the ending, I'm not talking about the birthday scene. I am talking about everything that happens after the birthday scene, like the last 15 yes. minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. I 
do not like the ending of this film. I'm just going to say that. I don't like the ending of this film. <laughs> I feel like it is overkill. It is... It's giving me too much information that it is making me, as the viewer, feel dumb. It's making me feel like the director is telling me every single little detail because they don't think that I understand what's going on. And that's my problem mm. with the, the last bit, is that... Of course, I don't want it to end right when the birthday scene ends, because that's way too abrupt of an ending. But there were, I remember the first time I watched this film, I was sitting in the theater, and I was like, wow, this movie is amazing. And right after the birthday scene happened, I was like, oh, okay, we're getting a glimpse of their life now. We're kind of, it's slowing down. And then there were moments where I kept thinking it was going to end. And I was saying to myself, yes, end here, end here, end here. And it just kept going on and it kept going and going. And I was like, oh, there were so many parts where you could have ended and it would have been perfect. But it just went on for too long for me. Um, so this is what I think. Of course, the film actually ends with him writing a letter to his father. And it ends with him looking up and being like, oh, I, I have a I have a plan. Right. So where I think would have been a nice way to end this film is either you end it with him in the in the like hill seeing the light flashing because that to me is ambiguous enough that it lets the audience kind of have to think for themselves but it also gives enough information that will be like oh the father is in the basement because the minute you mm -hmm. see that blinking light I, at least I, it clicked for me right away. I was like, the father's in the basement. Yeah. Boom. And that would have been a stellar ending. But if you want to nail that in a little harder, I get that. Some people don't love ambiguous endings. For me, I love a good ambiguous ending, but some people don't like that. So I get it. So where I would have ended it then is the scene where he, older self, him and his mother buy the house and there's yes. that shot of them in the backyard Hugging. and the father oh. yeah he comes yeah. out of the basement and then walks over to them i think that would have been a beautiful way to end it because it's it's open-ended where people can say oh did that actually happen or most people are going to go well no that didn't happen that's the that's the son writing in his letter what he wants to happen but we don't know if that's actually going to happen but and that was, I actually thought it was going to end there when I was watching the movie for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, and I totally had, did as well. Yeah, it had to cut back to him actually in his basement writing the letter, and it's like shoving it in your face. It's like, no, this didn't actually happen. And for me, um, yeah. it was just too much. It was kind of overkill. And unfortunately, due to this ending, um, it definitely lowers its overall grade for me. Um, I'm giving mm. the ending a 1% out of 5%. Oh, wow. See, okay, let me give my, like, rebuttal. Uh, I totally agree with you. For, first of all, that the birthday party scene, obviously, you can't end it there. But I literally, when I was watching this for the first time and for the second time, I was, I thought it would have been the perfect ending for him to be on the hill and see the flashing light. To me, that is literally, I get that it's a bit ambiguous, like you said, but it, it does give you enough information. You know that the father's still alive and it almost like lets you kind of think about, oh, like where would he go now? Like 
I totally, I also agree though, like when I was watching it and I saw that last shot of, well, not the last shot of the father, like walking out into the backyard and them all hugging. I was like, oh, that's such a beautiful way to end. And then like cuts back to him in the basement. I was like, oh, like what's happening now? Is this going to be another twist? And then it's just like, not, it's just, it's just him basically restating what I already know that's like happened three times like I totally agree with you there but I think that you're kind of like to me the ending is more than just that like the middle I don't I don't really I can't say definitively where the middle ends and the ending starts but to me uh, you just gotta I think I think that you gotta give the ending more credit because it's such, it's like you already have this twist when they go down and r- reveal the basement. And then you have another twist of, oh my god, like, I just watched the main character get his head bashed in and, like, his sister dies. Like, that to me is so bold of a choice to make that that, it kind of almost balances out with the kind of long, drawn-out, real ending. Um, Fair enough. But when I was thinking about the ending, I was thinking more like after the that scene. Yeah. Like I was thinking, yeah. I don't know if I think this I kind of include that as well. Yeah. I see. I didn't include that when I was thinking about it. I was thinking I mean, more like the last twenty minutes. All right. Even if I don't include that, I still think that it's a it's it's a pretty good ending. Like him waking up in the hospital and laughing as the cops trying to read him his Miranda. Like that's hilarious. Yeah. I (laughs) I thought that was really funny. And just, it's really funny too, how they're at like the funeral home looking at his sister's ashes and he still can't stop laughing. That was another spot where I was like, it could have ended there, even though that would have been a super weird way to end. That was also kind of like, would have been an interesting way to end it. All right. I'm going to give the ending a three percent out of five three because i really like cool i do really like the way that it ends with him living in the basement i think that's a great way to tie it kind of back almost and yeah it's it's almost like the same thing that happened to the housekeeper with trying to like leech off the rich family and then it ends up not working out and he lives in the basement same thing happens for the father like and then he sends the letter with morse code I yeah. I I still like it. I totally see where you're coming from. The I think three percent's a bit more fitting than one percent. I'm not going that harsh on it, but um, I do agree what do you, that the ending is lacking. What do you think lacking. is more important in a film, the beginning or the ending? Like, what's your Dude, opinion? That's that's a tough question. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm gonna say the ending because. Like, the setup... Oh, they're, dude, they're both so important. Like, I don't know how you can ask that question. But I don't know. For me, like, for me, the ending is what makes or breaks a film for me. I, like, yeah, I you agree. can have but a at, slow at beginning time, for like, me, but if you have a stellar ending, I will immediately think that film is much better than... Maybe it isn't that great of a film, but if it has an amazing ending, I will really like that movie. That's and, true. Okay, I and then it's I the kind op- of agree with you, but at the same time, like if there's a bad setup, with a great ending, like to me at the beginning, it just being slow. That's not the only issue it could have. Like you could have terrible character development, 
And then if that happens, even if there is a sick ending, like, you don't really care because you already hate the movie because it, like, wasted an hour and a half of your time watching this terrible beginning. Yeah, that's true. To me, they, like, but they're also, so hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah, it is hand-in-hand. Hand. If it doesn't set up properly, the ending isn't going to be great. But, I, like, I it, it could definitely... kind of depends on the genre. Like, if you're... Yeah. If it's an action Like, there's film... films for me, like, I don't know, uh, Shutter Island, like, for me. Right. I don't... I... I think Shutter Island is a good movie, but overall, I don't think it's amazing. But I think that the ending is amazing, and therefore, yeah, I mean, I see all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that film is so much better in my eyes. But right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's I move guess on I kind of to, agree, uh, but I think it's pretty. They they're kind of hand in hand. To me, they're kind of equal. Yeah, they are. They are. Let's move on to, uh, what's next? What's next? Screenplay and dialogue. Moving on to screenplay and dialogue. So this is more focused on the actual writing. So, like, if the dialogue is cheesy or not, like, all that kind of stuff. I do think the screenplay is a great screenplay. Um, I think that the dynamic all the characters have with each other is... It's so funny and kind of, like, wacky enough that it's, like, um, interesting... Like, it's not so uh, relatable that it's no longer interesting. Like, it's like you've just... You're basically, like, watching an actual real-life conversation. But it's also not crazy enough that it's totally not relatable. I think it draws such a nice line between those two. And it makes, like, this re these really interesting dynamics that are totally believable. Like, I could totally see every character in this film existing in real life every single one of them yeah maybe not the crazy yeah. guy living in the basement but pretty much aside from that all the characters written masterfully and the to be honest the only reason i'm giving it uh a six percent the only real reason for that is because th th at the end of the day like i can't really tell if the dialogue is good or not I mean, like, some scenes I do feel like are a bit boring, um, kind of, like, very predictable almost. I think it is great writing, but I can't really give it a higher score when uh, the direct translation is, like, not... I can't tell what it is, so... I don't know if this is just me, like, laughing because... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm giving it a 6 out of 8. That's... I think that's pretty fitting okay. for this. Six out of eight. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I think that the screenplay and dialogue is super strong. Super strong. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. There's like no cheesy dialogue at any point in this film, which is rare. Also, the fact that they the dialogue plays into the satire of it all. So they have all these over-the-top moments, like, for example, the, the hot sauce, the hot sauce scene with the napkin mm -hmm. like it's it's so over the top with the music swelling and like her fainting that it's so over the top that it's that it's funny and that it plays into that satire and that's what i love and this film does perfectly um really the only aspect the reason i'm giving this i'm giving it a seven percent out of eight percent and the only reason is the fact that i don't know there are just there's some slow moments in this film, uh, especially like a couple of scenes in the car and stuff. There's, there's just some moments where it kind of dwells down a little bit. 
And also, of yeah, course, uh, even though the ending isn't specific dialogue and stuff, it's still a whole part of the screenplay. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7%. <laughs> all right. All right. Soundtrack is next. Soundtrack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I was I um I went on Spotify after I watched it and I kind of listened to a couple of the, the songs and the score is beautiful. Like. It's really, yeah, it's really nice, and it fits the atmosphere so well. There's a lot of films um, that have, like, a main score or a theme song that plays throughout the movie, and even though it's beautiful, usually, um, it just doesn't fit, you know? Uh, the one I'm thinking right. about is Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver has oh. a really has a really beautiful yeah. score that they reuse throughout the entire film, but it doesn't always fit i agree uh, with you the tone of the film so Mm -hmm. that's something that this uh this score did really well is that it fits the mood and tone and atmosphere of every scene and every scene and sequence in this film has a different tone and as a whoever composed the soundtrack their job is a lot harder because they have to match that tone each time and as i was talking about before when i watched this in the theater there was something, the fact that throughout the entire movie, I was kind of on the edge of my seat, not because anything was happening in the film, but I think that was due to the score, because even though the score is beautiful, it has those like little notes that are just kind of creepy, and it's just mm. kind of underneath it all, there's something dwelling, and that's what creates that tension in you when you're watching it. So, yeah. um, there, but then there are... Uh, when I'm looking at the soundtrack, there are some moments where it's a little basic, like just piano and stuff and nothing yeah. crazy. Like it's not Hans Zimmer, right? It's just, right. it's kind of subtle. Um, there's some moments that I feel like the soundtrack did need a little bit more to heighten it. So I'm going to give it an overall 5% out of 7%. All right. I I agree with you, really. I think that this soundtrack is... It is beautiful at the end of the day. And it it really does really nicely fit every single scene. You can tell that this is not just, oh, like, make a piano song and just throw it in there. Like, obviously, that doesn't really happen in major films. But you can tell that they, like, they really, really spent their time with this score. It's so subtle. Like you said you can never really find yourself feeling like it's overpowering everything. And yet there are moments where all you hear is the score, but still it doesn't feel like it's like, whoa, oh my God, like where did those violins come from? You know, it's so, it's so beautiful, but at the same time, it's really quiet almost and serene. Uh, I feel like the scenes where it does swell are, it's, it's comedic in a way. Like like you said, the napkin scene and she faints and it swells. I I think that this score has personality. And to be honest, I'm giving it a 6 out of 7%. The only real reason I don't think it's perfect is because it's so subtle and laid back and like under everything. I think for a soundtrack to kind of reach the perfect level, it almost needs to be like a... I don't know, like, something you could actually listen to while you're not watching it. Like, I would never listen to any of these songs. Yeah. 
but I think that it fits the movie perfectly, and uh, I totally agree with all the decisions made with it. I think it's a great score. Six out of seven. Okay, so that's a 6% and a 5%. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the back half of our, our grading. Sure. Okay. Okay, and we're back. Yes. Um, and straight into our next point, which is production design, uh, out of six. And that's that. That is including so that's costumes and um, built or contained set pieces. Yes. Um, I think that this movie has like immaculate set and costume design. I'll start with costumes, like, it's honestly kind of incredible, it's like so, once again, this movie just has, like, this theme of not being in your face, but at the same time being incredible, all the costumes are so well thought out, and there's, you know, there's serious costume choices, there's comedic costume choices, like, when Mr. Kim and Mr. Park are dressed up as the Native Americans, um there's like there's all sorts of different costume design pieces that even they change into nice clothing whenever they go to the park house uh so almost the costumes tell a story um and as for the sets i mean as you said they built the house for the film they built the street uh everything is ex- extremely detailed the art just everything about the sets is hyper detailed and it all fits it's all very realistic you never feel like something is taking away from your experience even the crazy hidden basement it just feels like it's in the right place it it just feels like it fits everything about it so i'm giving it a six percent out of six i think it's pretty much perfection in terms of set design yeah, I agree with everything you say. I think that this is, like, top quality production design. I mean, the house in itself is so incredible, and it's so fitting to who the characters are. Um, and then the basement, um, containing that basement and how that stairwell goes down, because they had to build that entire stairwell into the basement um, because it's a tracking shot, right? Mm-hmm. We follow the mother as she goes down from the pantry all the way down. So that that set piece in itself is so cool. And the lighting had to be um, really focused so that they got that like silhouetted um, yes. look for that shot. Um, yeah, the street uh, during the flood sequence, I mean, that is top quality um, set design. Also that giant, giant stairwell that's flooding yes. when they're running down. I, dude, I mean, that that's a shot is like that's... so beautiful. I love that. I love yes. it. Um, yeah. So, and then costumes, as you were saying, it's subtle, but the costumes are so fitting for each character, you know? Mm-hmm. There isn't anything that feels out of place. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm giving this a 6 out of 6% yes. on production. Design. And honestly, if anyone says anything different, I think they just, I honestly think they're crazy because this is, <laughs> if not, this is one of, if not the strongest element of this whole film. To me, at least. 
Yeah. Uh, and that pretty that Kids feels like really to... well into with location selection. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so the next category is location selection, which is also out of six percent. And then the difference here is that we're looking more at the actual locations chosen in the film, so not built set pieces, but actual uh, chosen locations that they filmed at. And to be honest, there isn't much. Um, in terms of locations that isn't the house, because the house is like pretty much the entire movie takes place at the park mansion. But when they do venture away from the house, like say the office or even like the internet cafe at the start, it still is incredible. Um, they didn't just like build these two amazing sets and then just kind of go out and film decent everything else you know they obviously very purposely picked these locations the office has a great aesthetic to it whenever they're driving around down the street at night it it feels really nice it's super cinematic the way they shot everything in the car all the stuff outside is very purposeful obviously um yeah to be honest i there's not much in terms of location that they shot at other than the house. Uh, maybe this, like the street outside the house, um, I guess is a pretty big location, like outside the CCTV camera. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll give it a five out of six. I'm giving it a five out of six because the moments that they do go away from the house are really well done, but there is a bit of a lack of variety. Um, so I guess that's why it's not a 6 out of 6, because there is very little variety. And while it is beautiful, the sets that they use, um, I feel like you can't really give a 6 out of 6 to something that's pretty much all shot in the same place. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, for me, the location selection is really strong. The ones that stood out to me personally were um that opening sequence where uh they're sitting at that corner store at night oh yeah and they're drinking and he's discussing the job opportunity i mean that is really good location selection because not only do we get the entire atmosphere of uh, of that place in korea where this film is located Uh but it also like with all the neon lighting behind them from the store and all of this natural lighting that's getting thrown onto them and kind of like blending onto their faces is yes. really really cool mm-hmm. the other one is um there's a scene where they're in a tunnel when they're running down during the flood and that tunnel is like it's it's a real tunnel it's backlit with all of this yellow and orange lighting that's coming in and they are soaking wet and it's their only like moment of being undercover right while they're trying to get back to yeah. their house and that that's just a beautiful shot Mm -hmm. so yeah overall location selection i agree with you it doesn't it it's mostly at the house but when it does stray away it does a really good job at um containing the entire vibe and look of the film so i'm also going to give it a five percent out of six percent all right and in case you couldn't tell we've been pretty excited about this next category cinematography because we've been mentioning it almost constantly um, I almost feel like a lot of 
things like production design and location scouting are like really closely tied to cinematography um yeah and once again the cinematography does not disappoint this is a it's incredible it's so beautiful um every single scene i can't really think of a scene that is shot poorly or the colors are poor i mean this it, the lighting everything about this this uh movie's cinematography is just masterful um the yeah. way that the house feels the way they shot it it's so the light is so white and pristine everything inside of it feels so clean versus the contrast of literally anywhere other than the house or the bmw or the office everything is sort of tinted yellow and green and it just it really makes you notice the difference between these this huge mansion and the streets like that they show this contrast with the cinematography it's it's very well done um there's no jarring camera movements here it's so smooth everything even when it's not like when it's not on a tripod it is very smooth even the flooding scene is shot extremely still and i really like the vibe that it gives this film yeah uh they're not out here filming stuff handheld when it gets dramatic they keep that composure with the camera and i think it really works out in its favor so i'm giving it a 10 out of 10 bold bold wow, claims 10 out of 10 from ben taylor yes master okay. cinematographer um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes so for me, cinematography, I agree, is beautiful. Um, there are some, like, the standout scenes, obviously, for me, is the flood scene. I think that is the most beautiful sequence in this entire film. It just, each shot, because especially the kind of montage of them running down towards their house, each shot is just perfectly executed um, with those wide-angled shots that show off this giant set piece and like it's just beautiful with the rain coming down on them and them just soaking wet um but then yeah i was talking about the tracking shot into the basement i love that shot i think it was one of the best shots from last year that simple tracking shot mm -hmm. um and then yeah once again just the simple scenes like that scene at the corner store it's done really nicely with like really beautiful lighting and yeah the color contrast is really nice this film had a really subtle color palette um that was mostly focused on like whites and shades mm -hmm. um with like hints of yellow and green yes but it was like it's it's done really nicely and also a scene that i want to make is that the birthday scene even though it's such a dark and grim scene it's shot in broad daylight with like white everyone's wearing white yeah um, and then there's that contrast of the blood the red um, and that, that's like really well done, um, color selection. Mm -hmm. The only reason that I'm not giving this a 10 out of 10, I'm actually, I'm actually giving the cinematography an eight out of 10, 8% is because personally, personally, I think that there are definitely a few scenes in this film that even though they're shot well, they're, they're kind of simplistic. That that's my issue right. with it is like for me, for it to be a 10%, 10 out of 10 for cinematography every single shot has to be perfect and for me there's there are some sequences like for instance uh when he's driving in the car 
or even like that opening scene where they're just sitting in their basement even though they're still nice shots they're not like amazing they're a little simplistic right so that is the reason why i'm giving it an eight percent yeah me personally i find beauty in the simplicity but i kind of see where you're coming fair enough, from fair enough. i agree with you kind of but i still think it's a 10 out of 10 either way awesome. well shot um yeah all right next category is editing Let's... This is Editing. pretty broad, although I guess color grading I would consider more cinematography, but this is more, I guess, Yeah, I think editing, we're more timing. talking about the pacing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, editing for me, I think this was the best edited film of last year next to Uncut Gems. Did it win best and the fact at the Oscars? No, it didn't. And the, the fact that this film didn't win best editing is baffling to me i think ford vs ferrari won best editing. yeah if i haven't even mistaken. seen ford vs ferrari so um honestly it only won best editing because it's like really like race car, car scenes like come on and, yeah it's like a shoe-in but for wait, me wait, didn't 1917 editing one? no not editing i don't think oh sorry yeah i'm totally thinking cinematography damn yeah 1917 was oh, okay um yeah the editing in this movie is like near perfect for me Right. Um, I love how it's done, and this film did win so much at the Oscars. I it mean, did. It won, it won six, right? It won best director. Six Oscars. I think so. Yeah, it won best foreign film, best director, best screenplay, best picture. Um, but it should have won best editing, in my opinion. Mm. I, it's just so well executed, and that scene, the scene that really proves to me how well and edited this entire film is, is that scene where they are. They're trying to clean up everything when the, the family's coming back. Yeah. And the pacing is so perfect. And it's timed with the music. And each member of the family are doing all these other chaotic scenes. And then all of a sudden, that switch to them hiding under the table. I mean, just the pacing in this movie is perfect. Yeah. I mean, even though there are scenes that aren't <laughs> eventful and they're kind of slow, mm-hmm. the overall, like feel and pacing of this entire film stays the same throughout even when you know there's nothing really happening and that is an achievement in editing there isn't a flaw in the editing in my opinion i'm giving this an eight out of eight eight percent yeah i fully agree i think that the editing is super super strong everything is so cohesive you never get lost with this film and i think it's partially because of the cinematography they do a lot of long shots. The shots, like, I'll take the birthday party scene, for example. That is a scene with, like, so much action. Like, there's some stabbing going on. In, like, a regular Hollywood action movie, you know, they're putting, like, so many cuts. It's, like, so intense. Here, it's so yeah. it's so cohesive. Like, you can see everything that's happening. They don't splice together these fast cuts that, that make it too over the top. They... They really, really pace everything super nicely. I I totally agree with you. I think that the editing is really, really strong. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's an eight eight percent out of eight. Uh I honestly agree. It should have won best editing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we have three more categories left before we tally up our total percentage. Um, we are moving on to acting. This is a big category. Big acting. category. Ten you want points up for grabs. Yeah, I, I, I like the acting in this film. I think it's so well cast. Um, I'm going to talk about the casting for a second because 
they did a, such a good job, and it might get overlooked, but like every single character, it just it just works. Like both the fathers of the household, yes, they're both fathers, but you can they cast like such different looking people. Mister Kim is like this, this he looks like he's you know had some struggles in his life. Mister Park just looks like this elite businessman. And I think the acting is also so good. They all play their characters so well. None, no two characters are played like the same way. Everyone is unique, and it does really give you that ensemble vibe. I didn't really think there were any actors who did a bad job. I mean, I'm never really a fan of child actors, so I guess that you know the the son actor at times you can tell that he's not really at the same level as everyone, but. You can't blame him. He's probably like eight. Yeah, I think it's a nine out of ten. I really like the acting. Nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I agree. The overall chemistry of every character in this film is like perfect, and they won best um, ensemble at the SAG Awards. Oh, nice. And that was well, that was huge, but that was also really well deserved because. They do have an amazing chemistry, and they all play off each other so well. Um, but for me, the standouts, acting-wise, is the sister. Yeah. Um, her name is... Her name is Jung Kim. That's the actor's right. name. Right. Okay. She gave a phenomenal performance that's both funny and also, like, really just, like, kind of unsettling. You can see it in her eyes that she... She's a bit crazy. And there's also that connection... <laughs> Yeah, but there's that connection that they, they they have a line in the film where they say, like, oh, you, like, fit in with this house. Like, she gives yeah. off that vibe that she fits. And then also there's that connection that she's the one who dies. She's the one that gets killed. Mm-hmm. So there, there's all of that, which is screenplay. But she gave a phenomenal performance. The other one is the father. Um, the father just, he he's so good in his subtlety, you know? He acts with his eyes. I agree. Like yes. that scene where he sees yes. he sees him um, plugging his nose or he, he hears them make a comment in the back of the car. He doesn't say anything, but you can just see it through his eyes, what he's thinking. And he doesn't even like is, move his eyebrows. You could just, there's something, no. you could just tell. Like, I don't even know how he does yeah. it. He just <laughs> keeps a straight face, but you can just tell. Maybe it is a bit screenplay, but I totally agree. He's a phenomenal actor. The only problems I have with the acting is there are some, as I agree, child actors in this film, especially the two kids in the Park family. There's just moments where they're not up to the same caliber. There's also just like, you know, there's just some of the more minor characters like the driver and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I that did it, think he was pretty it's weak. It's not bad. Yeah, but it's just like, it, it feels like they are acting, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10% for acting. Yeah, okay, okay, I see you. Um, Alright, last two categories. These are kind of mm, the overarching big ones. These are not specific to yeah. one aspect. These are kind of overall. First, we have entertainment value. Um, this is just straight up, how entertaining is it? Do you Are you captivated yeah. throughout the whole thing? Um, I'll take a stab at this one, I guess uh it's super entertaining like the way it's structured the way everything plays out it's it keeps you engaged the whole time i 
sometimes even when I really love a movie, there are some points where it's like, okay, this is like the slow scene or, you know, this is the part where they're like giving the exposition, you know, if you've watched it more than once, you can kind of tune out during this part. Every time you watch this film, you're going to watch it front to back and not be bored by any parts, even if you've seen it before. Like, it's enthralling. The only real weak spot is the ending because it does kind of take you out a bit because you're like, oh, why didn't it end earlier? But other than that, it is super entertaining, captivating, even though it's not, you know, your crazy action movie. It's it's really, really entertaining yeah i agree yeah i this is the thing that makes this film so good is how unpredictable it is yes and even though this is a story that we've seen before it constantly is taking twists and turns and that the first time i watched this movie i would always think something was going to happen and then all of a sudden it would take a total 180 and go a different direction and that's what makes this film so captivating and keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time um i never get bored watching this movie i mean when i watched this before uh we were doing this podcast um that was my third time watching it and i still was not bored watching it i still enjoyed every little bit of it the only i agree with you the ending is the only part that pulls you out Uh, For me, it pulls me out that last, like, 10 minutes where I'm like, oh, okay, come on, end, end, end. That would have been a perfect spot. That would have been a perfect spot. That's when it pulls you out and all of a sudden you you realize you're watching a movie and you're not as captivated anymore. And then also there are just, there's a couple scenes in there that I feel were maybe too long or just kind of, you know, the dialogue doesn't feel really important. But overall, especially due to the editing and the pacing of this film, this film is just super entertaining. So I'm going to give it uh, an 8 out of 10% also, an 8%. So you give it 9%. I give it 9%. Um, Maybe that's due to the fact I've only watched it twice, so maybe there's something in that third watch that just, like, makes it less entertaining. But (laughs) It's also that I don't like the ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think the ending's okay. I think you hate on the ending a bit too much, bro. Like, come on, it's not that bad. It's not one percent. Like, that's gonna be like the lowest ending you give out of any of these on the list. Um, nah, I, I'm really harsh with endings. Okay, I see you. Um, all right, lucky. Okay, final category. We got overall technical achievement. Um, you can yeah. Kinda so explain this is more that. focusing on like. Yeah, this is more focusing on, like, all of the technical stuff. Editing, camera, cinematography, sound, like, all of that mushed together for overall technical achievement. This one's a huge one. This one is worth 15%. Yeah, and so it's less about kind of individually and more how they kind of play into each other, I guess. So as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... As we've gone through all of these categories, uh, I think you're you're pretty much aware of where we are on the overall technical standpoint. Editing is phenomenal. I gave it an 8 out of 8. The editing is just so good in this film. Um, the cinematography is strong, even though me personally, I felt there were moments that it could have been better. The cinematography is just really good in this film. Um, and then the sound design. Even though the sound design, there's nothing uh, spectacular that happens. 
But if you look at the flood scene with all that rain coming down and the sound you would have to deal with, um, with all of that rainfall and water slushing around, uh, there's so much aspects that go into the sound editing and sound mixing that, uh, that yeah, that, that's, that was great. Also, uh, sound design, like the whole ambience of everything, how all of a sudden there's just silence and then, you know, uh, it really encapsulates you. You know, you can hear dogs barking or birds chirping in the background. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden at night when there's that tone shift before we have the basement scene, it's just silent. And there's, yeah. you know, there's, it's those little things like that that add so much to the atmosphere of the film. Um, so yeah, I mean, even though there's some, there are tiny flaws and some just like overall s simplistic elements of the technical, um, it's it's really well done and there aren't many flaws, so therefore I'm going to give it a 14 out of 15%. All right. Um, for me, I've kind of been repeating myself a little bit throughout the whole thing, but there's just something about this film that is so incredibly simple. There is nothing, really, that is just this, this crazy out there moment. Like, this film is totally, it's so relatable. Everything about it is just, it's so simple, and yet, at the same time, it, it, all the technical aspects are, like, so beautiful. Every part of it, um, it's like this huge machine, you know, and it all works together so flawlessly that there's not really one part that is kind of weakening the whole thing. That the technical aspects of this film totally enhance the story. The way it's shot, the way it's edited, lit, everything about it, um, it really does enhance the story. Yeah. I think if they film this kind of in any different style, it, it might have taken away a little bit, but it actually really um, makes the story benefit from kind of this simple serene vibe they go for um everything with the house it's 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 really grand um as you'd expect with this large mansion everything fits you know foley and stuff i never really noticed that's that's the big thing with this you know, you're never going to notice anything i kind of find it's it's so kind of captivating because nothing takes you out of the experience there's nothing that feels out of place when you're watching it all the elements just blend together so perfectly that you hardly realize you can't even really think about any of them you're just watching what's happening yeah so i totally agree i think it's 14 percent out of 15 um while it is all those awesome. things it's not necessarily kind of like revolutionary or anything or Make, like pushing film to new ground so I can't quite give it that perfect score but <laughs> yeah I think it's a 14 out of 15 alright okay. so let's uh, let's what is your let's okay how are we going to do this we got to give out our total percentages this is big this is huge this is big this is kind of like our final score so I guess yeah. like what's going to happen is we're both going to give our own and then we're going to and then we're going to average it out Okay, I will give my total percentage. Right. Okay, after adding it all up with 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 all 12 categories and my percentage for each one out of 100% parasite got a total percentage 
of 84%. Ooh, very good. Um, that's pretty that's pretty big. That may seem low, but if you I mean, really think about it, that's that's like an average of 1 point off of every category plus 2. Yeah. So like yeah. 84% is big. I was expecting it to be higher honestly when I first tallied this up, Bro, you but dumped on that now that ending. I think about it it was the ending. It's the ending that knocks us down so much. Um, and unfortunately, an ending is what sticks with you when you leave a movie theater or when you leave, when you finish a movie. The ending is what sticks. So if you don't have a great ending, unfortunately, that's going to slide down your film a little bit. But yeah, total percentage of 84%. What is yours? Uh, my total percent is a 90. 90%. So wow. it's cracked the 90 barrier. Yeah, I totally think that this is not only the best film of last year, probably the best film I've seen. I'm trying to think of what even tops it. Like, probably since, like, 2015. I think that this is, of the latter half of the 2010s, best film. And it's honestly up there of the whole decade and honestly of all time. I think that this will go down as kind of... Um, a legendary film and it's very important too because it really will it's it's a foreign film for us North Americaners it's not in our language and to win best picture to to be this incredible experience it's it's really one of a kind there's there's not many other movies like it so uh, yeah I think a 90 is pretty well deserved and uh, our average percentage is 87 percent yeah i just tallied it up so i guess 87 percent so we got 90 percent from ben 84 percent and that gave us an 87 percent average yeah so that is our first one and what we're gonna do is as we go along with each film each week we will keep adding to this list um i don't know where we're gonna well i guess we'll keep updating it on our instagram and stuff yeah we'll have it on our instagram um, which so yeah, is we have an 87 s uh, slightly qualified film students yeah so i guess kind of our joint yep. score is an 87 percent for this film that's an a minus that's pretty good and i think that you'll find that that's gonna be like one of our highest <laughs> rated because this is this is a fantastic this is a fantastic film i can't like stress this enough yeah. this is incredible everyone should go watch this right now and tell all your friends about it because it is one of a kind and it is really good yeah it really is yeah um okay so now that we have um completed our entire analysis discussion review on parasite we are going to spin the film wheel yeah this is huge so there's 100 films parasite excluded and lucas is going to spin the wheel and come up with what film we're going to review next week yeah so on our film wheel we will always have a hundred films and then we'll take one off every time we land on one. Mm-hmm. We also have a couple film series in here. Like we have the Harry Potter series, the Godfather trilogy, yeah. the Before trilogy. Um, we also have the entire MCU as a whole. That's um, going to be interesting I'm if it ever lands terif- on that. I'm kind of terrified to land on that one. Yeah, I don't know um, how we're going to do that. We're going to have to like make special categories or something. I don't know. Yeah, well... <laughs> I have no clue how we're going to do that, but hopefully we just get a singular film this time. Yeah, all right. But yes, there are a hundred on there. And also we want to tell you guys that if you have any films that you would like us to talk about, if you throw those in the comments or throw those in a rating or whatever, or email us, 
we will have that on a list and then every time we um, delete a film off of this wheel we'll add one on so your film could 100% get added on eventually yeah, onto this and we'll wheel. watch it and judge you uh, <laughs> yeah you better pick good so, ones uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> or bad ones I'm gonna too. spin the wheel okay spin it I'm going to spin the wheel. I'm I have the volume up so we can hear it. Oh, you know what? I got to screen record this. Oh so yeah, that yeah, I yeah. Have proof. For sure. And I'm pressing record. Uh click to record the full screen. Yes, click. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're recording. Here we go. All right. Um spin that wheel. We're spinning the wheel. Ready? 3 2 1. Oh, 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 do, do, do. We have landed on. What is it? The film that we have landed on is Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, great, great film. One of my favorites. That is pretty hype. This is huge. All right. Uh, we got some two, we got two great films. Back, uh, to, back, back. to back. Right here. These are good ones. Hold on, let me, let me read the so, plot synopsis off of IMDb. Okay, Inglorious yeah, Bastards. Get you guys hyped. A few Jewish soldiers are on an undercover mission to bring down the Nazi government and put an end to the war. Meanwhile, a woman wants to avenge the death of her family from a German officer. Ooh. Directed by mm -hmm. Tarantino. Narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. And the screenplay is also by Tarantino. Uh, released in 2009, great cast, all-star cast, Christopher Waltz, Brad Pitt, Eli Roth, obviously, Diane Kruger. Uh, this is a really nice film, so if you guys want to watch it, and then you guys can kind of understand what we're talking about a bit in the next review, that is definitely something you should do, and we're going to watch this yeah, and guys, take so rigorous notes. Yep. <laughs> I'm excited to rewatch this film. I haven't watched it in a couple years. Oh, God. So I've watched it like six exciting. times at this point. I've watched it many, many times. <laughs> I think I've seen it twice. It's on so Netflix, too, so this one's easy. You don't even it. have to pirate it. Yeah. On Netflix, you guys can go watch it. <laughs> this is easy for you guys. So, like, yeah, everyone go watch Inglorious Bastards. Get ready, and then next week you'll be able to tune into this episode and hear what we've got to say about it. Yeah. We're going to do the same thing we did this week, um, really dive deep into it. But, yeah, this is awesome. All right. Thank um, you guys so much for yeah. listening, those who did. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> um, that was yeah. Parasite. And we'll see you next week with Inglorious Bastards. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Slightly Qualified Film Students. Make sure to tune in next week for a new film discussion and review. Our theme song is Slightly Sexy by Thompson Springs. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a like. Send us feedback and comments as well as your thoughts on the film. If you would like to send us a question or a comment for next week's episode, you can email us at sqfilmstudents at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week. Bye.